everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Retail Adventures Podcast with Kaiser, Bender, and me, Baum. It's so great good. to see you guys. It's so, so good, good to, to have you back together with us. Yeah. 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 It's, you. The, the band is back together. The band, back the band together, is right. back together, man. So yeah. what do you do? You just got back from a trip to the shore, the Jersey just, Shore, best just, place in the world. Yeah, I just got back from the Jersey Shore. It's a good, good. That's the that's the type of vacation I feel like you could do pretty comfortably right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, outdoors. Everybody was. I mean, there's nobody at the shore right now. Like this is the first time we went right before the season. Yeah. Good idea because uh, not everything's open, but for the most part, most things are open, and you're yeah. the only one there. There's like very few people, so you could really enjoy it. All you really need is a place to stay in the beach. That's it. Yeah, we st- we stayed at a place you could you could almost hear the waves from the the condo. The reason why you can't is because if you've ever been to the Wildwood Beach, it just goes on forever. It's like a mile long beach, but you could see the water, and that was great. My family rent and I rented a place a couple of years ago in Ocean City, and it was right mm-hmm. on the beach. And every morning we just get up and walk right as awesome. Yeah, that's but the way to do it. To go, you need to go to Hawaii all the time, guys. If you don't, you just go to Jersey. I go to Hawaii all the time. It's a gorgeous place. I would love yeah. to go back to Maui. It's probably one of my favorite places I've ever been in my life. Mine too. Mine too. So. At the spur of the moment. That's that's the one you want to well, do. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did that when we. From you, go. We, we kind of did that <laughs> when we went to uh, Jamaica. We were like, it was kind of spur of the moment. Let's just, let's just try yeah. it. Because uh, our daughter was uh, two and a half at the time. And we were like, let's just go. Let's just try it. And then, of course, COVID happened like while we were there. Right. Oh, you know, wow. I, we're ready to try. I'm so ready to travel again. I, you know, I've been looking at, I want to go back to New Orleans soon. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's a thousand degrees there. Ticket prices are crazy right now but you know I'll, I'll just wait a little bit we're booked what do you mean crazy crazy oh, crazy oh. high crazy crazy high so we're, we're starting to get booked again to do physical presentations yeah we have three of them booked now um in august and another one in october and we're pretty excited so i can't so wait it's to, coming go back i to, think it, i think it's really coming we're gonna go back to vegas three times <laughs> yeah, normally, yeah. normally we're in Vegas at least 12 times a year. This time we're going to be there three times in one month. So Going to have to pry you away from the forum shops. <laughs> yeah, I always do a I always do a Facebook Live from the forum shops, and I'm anxious to do that this time because I, you know it's going to be different. <laughs> this time we want to go in there and talk to salespeople. Yeah. So what else is new? I adopted two cats. That's nice. You know, I lost my pups last year, and... Yeah. Uh, Bit the, we've been trying to find another chihuahua, but we bit the bullet, got two cats because we've always had them. And what a difference that makes to have an animal in your house, keeping you on your toes. I said that to my wife. She goes, we do. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justice Furry, too. Oh, <laughs> that dog, you know, something slid. Yeah. <laughs> So this morning. Oh, something is happening for me too. What would that? Be? I'm gonna. I'm on my way to the 500. Oh, going back to Daytona tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, awesome. No. Oh, yeah. Indy, Indy, yeah. Indy, Indy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is our 30th. Actually, this is our 30th year together, and every year there's a permanent hold on this week, mm-hmm. starting this afternoon through Monday, because Rich goes to the Indy 500. Listen, my brother Al, a brother from another mother and father, grew up next to me. Um, we have been going now for, I think, 
47 straight years. Al always buys the tickets. He's in the Indianapolis 500 Hall of Fame for ticket holders. Wow. But him and I, that we've never missed. Never. That means he's he's spent yeah, a shitload of money on Indy and Indy 500 races. Is that a lot of money in Indian, yeah. Indianapolis as a whole? Yeah. 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 Hotels. Woo. All right. So I want to get to retail. Yeah. And I'm going to bring it back to my cats. Mm-hmm. So before I adopted them. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because the, the, the thing that I commented this morning on Retail Wire is really interesting. And it's about Petco and about how Petco like a lot of retailers is using its stores as warehouses as well. You know, like you order something online and it gets pulled from a local store. Mm-hmm. So right now it's, it's really kick and chewy in Amazon because things are coming locally. So I, I adopted these, I adopted Bella and Mia. And the, and the first thing I did was I went to a um, pet call store and I bought all the things that you need and you don't need when you get a new pet. Mm-hmm. All the stuff. And I joined their, their rewards program and I signed up for their email blast. So now every week I get an email from them a couple times a week. There's always a deal and offer. Do I need to reorder this? Can I forget, you know, do I need this? If I order right now, they can deliver it to my house within two hours. I, you know, I'm like a mile from the store. And the thing that I love about this is because when I go into the store now, the people who work in the store are actually pulling the orders. So they know, oh, you're George Ann. How how are Bella and Mia? How are they how are they doing? The people who work in the store actually know about my pets. That's is, customer service. That and that's customer service and it's a chain store. Yeah. But you know what? There's a real big thrust in that now because of COVID. Everybody that's smart is laying the gauntlet and saying, in this store, what must we do to be a service provider? bar none you know what can we do and and you know someone says well we're going to send out all these notices on social media look social media is okay but it's the interaction of between human beings that's really important i think that yeah Yeah. well and you got to have a reason like what's your reason for coming back because quite frankly we haven't had one for a long time it's been a year of people not really wanting to go into a store so like you talk about the bells and the whistles and the customer service and this and that but at the end of the day what's the main reason i'm going to go back into a store is it ease is it i mean look i got way too used to shopping for groceries online and now i could just go and i pick them up and they load them into my trunk and i could drive away i don't know if that's something i really want to do is go back like i like going to the grocery store every now and then to pick something maybe produce or like if you're buying fish or something you don't really want someone else to buy that for you but other than that like i don't know it saves me a ton of time i have a small child i just want to go it's not really something i want to spend three hours doing on a sunday well you can also do you know curbside pickup where you pick up i still like to go grocery shopping i still like Mm -hmm. to pick everything i enjoy it it's like a a downtime for me and I don't go when it's really busy I go when it's you know kind of either later at night or earlier in the morning because I like to do that but yeah I also send my aunt food via Instacart in New York and that has been a godsend yeah and we've gotten too used to I mean it's something that now has become part of our routine so it's really hard to break routines right it was hard to go to it but now that we've been on it it's we realize how easy it is and it's saving me a ton of time on having to go to the grocery store still have to go to the grocery store and pick it up but i mean that's i don't have to spend the hour and a half 
They'll deliver. Well, yeah, and they deliver yeah. too. Well, yeah, PetSmart's yeah. a great example of it. You mentioned it. You right. know, the delivery. A mile away. The yeah. end of the end of the COVID. You know, now we're opening up and we're going back. And here's what I think we're going to find. We're going to find two people in in separate categories. There'll be people that say, "I'm not. I don't have to leave the house to go to buy what you sell. So I'm not going to." And others that are going to say, "We're going to go back." And I and I think that's not going to change in any fast fashion. I'm kind of a hybrid, you know. Curbside's not going to go away. Buy online, sell. Or buy online, pick up in stores, not going to go away. Um, what you're talking about, Jason, isn't going to go away. But I, I'm finding myself to be a hybrid. I I I like to go grocery shopping, so that's an anomaly. Now, during COVID, I ordered and had things delivered. Um, I still have things food delivered sometimes, but I, I like to cook more than I like to go to restaurants. But I don't order clothes online because they never fit and I hate them and they don't look the same. And I got I got to send them back and it's a hassle. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think a lot of us are becoming hybrids, but it's proven, though, that more people are still shopping in stores. So even when the even when the search for a product begins online, I think it's 78 percent of people are still going into stores to pick it up before COVID. It was 90 percent. I would love to know the demographic, though, because it's like for me having I mean, it's different because right different stages of life dictate right. what you do. And it's so we so having a young child, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much time to do literally everything else that we have to do. And like the majority of the day, quite frankly, is entertainment. I'm in the entertainment business. <laughs> I have to entertain my child for most of the day, you know, so going to places sometimes while that might be and something to do, you know, on a rainy day, go to the store. That's a great thing to do with the child. Um, there's other things that I'm like, well, I'd rather just have the groceries delivered to the car. We'll go make it a trip, you know, pick it's it up, come back. And then I don't have to spend the whole time in the grocery store with the three-year-old who's going to yeah. drive me crazy for that hour. Yeah. Um, but then there's other things that I like to do when she's napping. I'll go to the liquor store by myself and I get to look at all the stuff because <laughs> I was doing Drizzly for a year. And while Drizzly's great and what a great app, they'll just deliver liquor to your house. It's very dangerous. Uh, you know, at least I could go have the experience of walking the aisles, see what's new in the craft beer section. It's something I like to do. So, yeah, yeah there's things that I think you'll go back and do that you enjoy, but they've okay. made it really convenient to not have to go in. The places you want to go to now there was also something that i read about a couple of weeks ago and I, I i can't remember which store it is it's either amazon or walmart but they want to put they want to do this new program where you order merchandise and they bring it to your house and they put it in your kitchen or they put it in your garage five feet within the garage door Inside. Yeah, well, ring ring has a partnership where they with the delivery you can sign up and they'll they'll get the garage code or whatever and leave it in your garage. Yeah, and, and it's never, like ever happen in my the house. Door. It will go further by <laughs> Ever. But you know what? My no, but there's my, also one where they'll bring it in your house. This is my deal. If I go in for the garage door deal, five feet inside the door, 90% of the time, I am not thinking about the fact that there's something in the garage. I'm going to go pop in my potatoes will be mashed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, really, what we're talking about is an incredible fear mm -hmm. to retail companies. Because one of the things that retail stands on is we want you to come in. Because if you come in, our job is to make the place a place where you will see things you don't need, but you want. 
Yeah. And that's critically important. When you call the grocery store, it's things you need and some things you want. But their issue Listen, those is end caps are full of well, things you don't need. You know what? The verticals, the verticals that are doing really well are the ones that are the see, touch, feel type industries. So like home improvement has taken like this huge, I mean, a huge spike. Well, first of all, everyone's at home. And B, like, did you know that toilet sales are like at the highest that, that they've been in like years? <laughs> toilets, to actual toilets. They we're go to the toilet store. <laughs> we're having our guest bathroom redone. And so we're having oh, yeah. a, a new sink put in, a new vanity, um, new flooring. We have had to wait like a month and a half to have the tiling done. Mm -hmm. and two or three months to have the sink and the vanity put in. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's Crazy. so many people doing the same thing. Like we were going to finish yeah. our basement. We're waiting because a, the contractor prices are so high right now Crazy. because everyone's doing a project and B they wouldn't do it this year anyway. If we tried to same with my pool, we just had a um, liner put yeah, in our pool. pool. Okay. It's an above ground pool. It's not really hey, that nice. Is it a pool? Can you yeah. jump in it and get wet? You can, yes. You got a pool, pal. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big hole. No, <laughs> no, but we just had the liner done. We had, we had to get the liner back in January because we knew that there was going to be a shortage, and sure enough, there's a chlorine shortage and there's a shortage on like pool liners. My, my oh neighbor, my, my neighbor has above ground. It's a beautiful pool, mm -hmm. and uh, I said to him, "When are you going to get this thing opened up?" And he said, "I don't know because." We could put the water in it. He does not have water in it right now. And I said, well, he's got it all covered over. And he said, I can't get chemicals. So what's yeah. the purpose? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that's the problem with me with shopping overall. So Kai's you're talking about it needs to be a great experience when I get there. And I need to have salespeople that are really informed about what they're what the product that they're selling and you know, really be which is hard for retailers right now to find people to work in store. So but I, I, when I go to a store, a lot of them that I'm going to, just because of shipment issues and what's been happening, still don't have the assortment or the selection that I want. And so sometimes I walk in and I think, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. This is a waste of my time, yet I'm still compelled to go into a store. Mm -hmm. yeah. I always find something. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always there's some things that you just have to go to the store for. Like we want to buy patio furniture. The patio furniture we've had is like 13 years old, 14 years old. We want to buy something new. And we were looking online and it just doesn't, you can't, you can't, you can't see, it. see it, you know, you, you have yeah. to see it. You have to see what it really looks like set up. I There's can't find things... furniture online. Yeah. I need to sit on the couch. But then everything else, I mean, like you said, cat food, we have ours on auto order from right. PetSmart. Right, I do too. I think that the biggest challenge for retailers, and I know it's, and I know it's a challenge for upper management on this, but Generally, upper management has a lot of orders and they come down, they couldn't do it themselves. And, but is to take the products that you have in the store, move them like crazy, mm -hmm. make them look as good as possible, and don't talk heavily about what you can't get into the inventory. Yeah. So I think that the merchant is a true, true, true merchant now because they have to make sometimes some really hard decisions about how can we show more, look better without the investment right uh, and it's not and it's not the investment isn't not being made because they don't want to invest it's not made because just like you said it's you know short supplies you can't get it 
you know, like I have 700 or 800 feet of fencing that I want to replace. The price of wood right now for me to replace, that's three times what I could do it a year ago. Our neighbors sold their house that they moved into five years ago. They sold their house last week for $160,000 more than they purchased it for. It's crazy. Yeah, we, we were looking at that. So there's a home in our neighborhood um, that they literally just bought to, they had it built. Okay, first of all, and <laughs> Church Ann, you know, living, having lived in this area, what it costs to live, you know, in, in, in Bergen County, Bergen New County. Jersey, you know, 15 minutes or outside Bergen of Manhattan. Yeah, they had it built. So you can imagine what they spent. Yeah. Now they have to move because they're moving to Florida. Their home is going for almost $250,000 more than what they spent on it two yeah. years ago. It's crazy. It is crazy. crazy. There was a thing on 60 Minutes last week that talked about the fact that there's all these people selling their houses. And, and then when you go to buy another house, my husband and I talked about, hey, maybe our house is worth a whole bunch of money. Let's sell it. And, and you know, and, and me, you know, my we moved around so much when I was a kid because my father was in sales. You know, we thought we were in the witness protection program. <laughs> you were. So I'm very, I'm very excited the fact that I've lived in the same town, two different houses, but the same town for my entire, almost my entire marriage over 40 years. And so I love that. But you know, we thought let's just check it out. But then whatever we go to buy is going to be crazy expensive. Yes. You know, really, what's the point? Stay where you are. But anyway. Mm -hmm. What they said in the 60 Minutes segment was the fact that there are all these people who really need to buy houses. They might be first-time homeowners or, you know, they, they're looking for houses well within their means, and they can't find them because even the starter homes are crazy marked-up expensive. So now it's time for me to sell my house it's and move to Florida. Time for you to sell your yeah. house. Yeah, to Florida. in Florida, they want, they want a big price. Yeah, and, but there's, you know, still, there's still little towns. It's equal, free. equal. If I sold my house for $500,000, I'd have to buy $500,000 down there. I'm no, not, no way. Money. Your money goes a lot further down there than it does where you are. You could get Taj Mahal for $500,000 yeah. in Florida. Yes. Are you kidding me? You could get a swimming pool. Swimming pool. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I got a flight to catch. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, 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 my family, so my, my brother is, um, uh, I think I talked about it. My brother is a, is a police officer in Durham, North Carolina. I have uh, my uncle and my aunt live in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. My uncle for the past, uh, I guess he's lived down there for almost 20 years now. Um, almost every year sends me. Uh, like the uh, an example of a house down there for what my house roughly is worth and what they're paying in taxes and he's like you could live in a mansion <laughs> like yeah, okay. yeah. You, could. <laughs> you could i mean I, i'm addicted to those home improvement shows now yeah and the one that i really like is the one um it's called hometown with i can't remember the ben and laurel and at first i didn't like the show but now they keep renovating these smaller houses. They're almost like cottages with big porches in the front. They're one big room and they have two bedrooms. And I'm thinking, that's what I want. But I mean, in, in I, New Orleans, I need it all. I did not want in New Orleans. I want to live in the French Quarter. Oh. Wow. I want to live in the French Quarter. I want to live. I think that's pricey. At, oh, crazy. I mean, I've been looking, yeah. looking just to, you know, rent something for a couple of months. 
in the you know in the winter it's cr it's crazy but anyway it's good for i, know. I would love to buy a shore house talking about jersey shore would love to see we call our ocean the shore i would love to love to get one of those well i guess everyone knows that right because of jersey shore why don't you just go and stay with trey or uh joe and melissa what a horrible stain on this wonderful uh, state it's all uh, yeah jersey shore what did you new new jersey housewives Ugh. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah, I know. I went to a baseball game. I don't and one know of them was at it, and they all booed her. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it was from the first season. I don't remember her name. Lisa. Whoever the bad, the the like one everyone hit the one that she she flipped the table because she Teresa. hated her. Teresa Judice. No, not Teresa. Teresa flipped the table, but it was because she was angry at the oh, other one. Oh, Danielle Stop. That's it. You should be impressed that I know all this because I, that's why I release stupid TV. I love some <laughs> stupid TV. All right, I'm gonna I'm going to segue here from yeah. to a topic that y'all may enjoy. So, <clears throat> Victoria's Secret is no longer part of L Brands, and it has a new CEO who this week said, "We've moved from frankly being irrelevant." to relevant to being for him to being for her. See, so that was Victoria's secret. The fact that it really sold clothes for men to give to women. Mm -hmm. So finally they're admitting that, you know, of those fashion shows and stuff work for their customers. They're for y'all, all y'all people. Well, now what are you stunned? I'm trying to think the last time I was in and bought my wife something from a Victoria's Secret. Honey, you, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong demographic. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You so probably now you I probably went to Macy's and bought her a pack of the jockeys. A jockey three pack. Here you are, honey. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> This is, can we change the subject? I'm uncomfortable. No, no, I understand what this guy's doing because he is. Yeah. That will pump some life in if he can make it work. Well, mm -hmm. they, you know, they got rid of the fashion show and right. they got rid of all the misogynistic and they got rid of all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. but they're also now. Well, you can't be now. You can't. Um, on it my doesn't... favorite topic, yeah. they're now using plus size models mm -hmm. who are 14, size 14 which is the average size a woman in the United States wears and is not plus size. So my deal is if you're going to say you're doing plus size, show real women like Dove does, like Airy does, like QVC does. And that, I mean, the models that they pick that they, they're calling plus size are gorgeous and they're absolutely perfectly proportioned for their size. Most women, you know, it's coming out in different places. It's not your perfect hourglass. So. Victoria's Secret, in my opinion, needs to step up to the plate a little more. Well, maybe that's what they're doing. I mean, maybe that's you know coming uh -huh. down to sensible sizing, right? Well, let's hope. And and sensible. You want to talk about guns? It's kind of like it's kind of like the whole Abercrombie brand, right? You remember that? It's like some of these brands function really well in the time they're in, and then they become irrelevant because they're yeah. no longer, you know, the. Every, everyone else has evolved, but these brands are don't. somewhat. Yeah, but they don't. Their issue was their CEO. He could he couldn't evolve. He well, was a he bro. Was that's why. He's why. Yeah, he was a bro. He had a bro mentality, and that's like okay. I have a, 
I have a paradigm of the uh, bucket. It's called the bucket paradigm. And, and, and the bucket what, paradigm. The bucket paradigm. And here's what it is. Stores open up and they do really well because, you know, they're new, they're flashy, and, you know, they, they're, they're, they're hip and cool. Mm-hmm. And what happens is success comes and the big shots of the company put a bucket over their head and stop looking, thinking they got the combination down on Main Street correct. The bucket has a hole in it. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the mistake. Uh, I remember limited stores. There's not a bunch of left anymore, but I remember that was my store of choice when I was in high school. I graduated in 1973. And that was like, if you shopped at the limited, it was, you were cool. But then as I got a little bit older, as I got into my twenties, things didn't fit the same way, even though I didn't weigh anymore. Your body changes with every decade and styles weren't quite the same. And, and, I was in retail at the time, and I but I was working in a in a cosmetics department position at that time. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to a regional manager at the limited about that. He just happened to be in a store one day and I started asking him questions. And he said, Well, our customer ages out of our store. We will always be the store for girls, high school through college. And then as you get older, you're not our customer anymore. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. But it also makes sense to grow along with your customers to a certain point. Abercrombie could never get out of its own way. Right. I mean, this is maybe this is a bad analogy, but I think of bands almost. And it's like if you're a fan of, I don't know, the Rolling Stones, let's say, you've kind of grown with them, right? right? And their music is not the same now as it was when they came out. And maybe you don't like what they're doing now. Maybe you'll always be a fan of what it was, but it evolves like good, good bands evolve. And I think of that in the way of like stores because stores are a brand at the end of the day, a band is a brand and good brands. They know who their target is. Yeah. And their target may be aging with them. Or maybe they make themselves relevant to what's current and they're staying fresh. But I don't know. I I think it's knowing, knowing your sweet spot, right? Knowing who you are. And I think that, I think that especially for independent retailers, the retailers who survived the pandemic understand that, you know, and they use that word pivoted along with them. I I read this morning that um, Nordstrom had a bad quarter. And it was due to closing stores. And, you know, I, I used to shop at Nordstrom, but even before the pandemic, I don't go there anymore. The clothing is just either incredibly expensive for what you get, or it's, you know, flowy, drapey things that, you know, when I, when you hit a certain age, you're supposed to start, I don't know, the, the Chico's model. I'm making friends here right now. No, but Chico's no. is a good example of a store that knows who's its, who it's, its target it, is. Chico's, Chico's gets its customers. Yeah, they know but their customers. But you can't be Chico's. Chico's is Chico's. Right. Nordstrom selling the flowy, you know. Well, what about Old Navy? So Old Navy is a brand that I think has kind of stayed the course and stayed somewhat relevant over the I years. I shop at Old Navy. They, you yeah. know, at Old Navy... Old Navy has has things in their stores that are really cute. You go to their 
parent company to store the gap that I used to work for, you know, and the gap is still selling the same stuff it sold when I worked there in the seventies. You know, it, it hasn't changed. <laughs> so you go to get your work shirt, khakis. And yeah, I, I wear banana, banana Republic all the time. I yeah, love if Banana Republic. Logo, if they change your logo, <laughs> but their stores are bright. They feel young. They feel fresh. They feel you know like they they're another one that I don't know. Do you remember when the Gap changed its logo in the oh I don't know, like six years ago, seven oh years ago? Yeah. So they have the, the blue box that says Gap on it. Mm-hmm. So they they paid some company one point two million dollars to rechange their logo. So then it was just the word gap with a little blue box in the corner. And people went nuts. I mean, that they, was a bad logo. Customers went crazy. They crucified yeah. them on social media. And then somebody came out with the lo- with the website, Crap Your Own Logo. Mm-hmm. And so you could take your logo and you could put it through their filter and they'd put a little box and whatever your logo color was in the upper right-hand corner. And then the bottom, they'd say, congratulations, you just saved 1.2, $1.7 million. You know what all this means? That was like Pepsi. Pepsi's did the same thing. Do you remember that? I think they spent even more. I think they I spent like four. Yeah, I think they spent like four something like that. I don't know. They spent a lot of money and they took the Pepsi logo and all they did was they went like this. They turned it on its side. For that kind of money. Well, yeah. do you remember an association that's near and dear to all of our hearts? <laughs> no, not going. Spent an arm and a leg to change its name? Not going there. And no one cared? Yeah, not going there. And all we did was waste the money you know yeah. you know what that's telling me? i'll go there anytime you know what that's telling me? what from a branding position customers are very fickle don't mess with the position customers like your unless brand. you're going obsolete you've got to make the change you yeah. know? well that's knowing your customers well knowing yeah. and, and your brand is your brand gap, strong gap hurt themselves and it was stupid to do and you got to recoup from that and you've lost well, the confidence yeah. of people well right? when your brand is yeah, i'm going to put my brand on every piece of clothing and everybody has sweatpants that says gap on it or a right. t-shirt that says gap on it or a sweatshirt that says gap on it and now you change the logo now that what so now they, what is my shirt said, irrelevant at the time they said um that it was a contest and that they just you know just then, wanted to see what people say. Don't lie which, to me. Which tell was a spin. That, now that insults my intelligence. And now you've got a problem with me as a customer. Dude, see, that's, it, that's what it is. Have you been to the mall lately? The malls that we have been to are busy. There's a lot of people, maybe not during the week, but on weekends, packed, and everybody's carrying a bag. I have not been to a mall. And they're happy. Well, you went to, did you go to Paramus Park? Where did you go where it took in four hours to get out of the parking lot? Oh, no, that was a long time ago. No, no, I haven't been to them all. I've been going on, on weekends to watch people in. And to show. I always avoided malls here on the weekends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm still, I, I, yeah, I have no reason to go to the mall. I know that makes me terrible, right? I'm on a well, retail podcast and I'm saying I avoid malls, but. I think malls are going to make a comeback. Yeah. Not all of them. I think the, you know, the B and C stores, maybe not so much, but I think a good mall is going to make a comeback. Well, the problem is they were going for experiential and everything was like movie theater, restaurants, this and that, yeah. and then COVID. So now, so then it rendered them useless for a Where's long period of time. Where's the dream mall? Where's the dream mall now? It's Rutherford. Um, you don't know. I mean, where it is? Yeah, it's, it's open. Let's move it over here. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, that's a weird question. Same place it's been for the past 20 years. <laughs> Did it open? 
Oh yeah, yeah, it opened. <laughs> its grand opening was t- March 2020. <laughs> You can't make it up. No, it opened, I think, at the end of 2019. The beginning of 2020 was when its full rollout was. So, like, I blame them for this. Um, It's all experiential. (laughs) It's, like, 60% experiential. So, theme parks. um, They have an indoor ski slope. We've not been in there yet. I really want to go, actually. It's the largest indoor water park, I think, either in the world or it's definitely in the United States. I don't know if it's the largest in the world. All right. Uh, their theme park's bigger than the one in, uh, it's a Nickelodeon theme park. It's larger Mall than the one in the Mall of America. Yeah, so I can only imagine what it's like in there. Is Mall of America still Nickelodeon? No, I think it's something else. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, maybe it is. Like Maybe it was yeah. something else and then it became Nickelodeon. So there's some stores that are opening up in New York City that Rich and I need to go see this summer. Mm-hmm. So I vote that we do a road show will come and you can meet us in the city and then uh we can go visit the dream mall together do a live oh yeah you, you come here we'll go to the dream mall yeah find us a local hotel and show us how to get to the city and back we, so we, don't, we, we, don't we have, have so many it. hotels over here you could just like throw a ball in your hit a hotel there's so That's much fine. yeah because there's a google store opening up this summer and i really want to see it i have heard about the google store yeah it's going to be all of Google's items mm-hmm. in one place. So like, hey Google, Fitbit, isn't written, no, Nest is theirs, Chromebooks, and you can either buy the items in the store or you can go to googlestore.com and order them and then pick them up in the store. And then the people who work there are gonna be absolute experts, experts in showing you how to do everything. Yeah. Which, you know, like for you, you'll be able to buy a new laptop and they can show you how to turn it on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always thought Apple. It shouldn't have been the genius bar. It should have been the idiot bar because of the because of the we'll majority of people who need to go there. You know, I hope that that you know, I was one of the people that actually went to the Microsoft store when I had an issue. Yeah. And like used to love to be able to go into the store at our local Woodfield Mall and talk to people and you know get our buy a computer or get one fixed or accessories or whatever. I love that. I can't do that anymore because they close their stores. Everything is now. Um, oh, all stores? Telephone, they closed all their stores. Microsoft. Wow. Wow. Everything is either online or, or you call them on the phone. And, and, and that is not helping me. I had an issue with our computer a couple of weeks ago where it, I don't know what it did, but it, it just, it, shit the bed it just went away and i was on the phone with them for a couple hours and they had to take over my computer but if your computer if your computer stops working that's not going to do you any good right because you can't get it so i miss those i miss those stores apple stores to me are frustrating because i don't want to make an appointment for two weeks down the road or on a tuesday at noon when i'm at work i need to help right away so i hope this google store offers better assistance yeah no it's frustrating when you need when you need tech help and and there's nobody to help you yeah you have to come down and stand in line three days from now no my 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 world doesn't stop just because the computer is puking you walk you walk in and you say you know i need help with this phone it's not doing this and they'll go make an appointment but i'm here (laughs) well we can't help you do you know what the problem is i do but that's not my job I don't know. I think there's going to be a big opportunity for tech 
tech-related companies. There is an opportunity right now. Oh, tech is growing. I mean, you guys know I, I work for an association for it. Would they do that in Best Buy? They do help you with Best Buy. Mm -hmm. um, they still they have the, the Geek Squad. They have the Geek Squad that'll help you, but you still no, normally you have to make an appointment with them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you can make those online and then go in. And go in, yeah, yeah. I did a same I, with the uh, uh, the the Genius Bar. Bar. I, I think they ought to just do one thing, and it's they ought to have a sliver of appointments open for catastrophes. Like if I'm sitting here and I'm working right now, George, and it's coming down and it's for tomorrow, yeah. we ought to be able to say, okay, I'll pay the 25 bucks. I need to get this in. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. would save my life. We pay a yearly fee with the Geek Squad. And if there's an issue, we have priority. And you can take your computer in and they, they don't charge you anything they just, unless there's parts. So. Technology is going to be big, and we do need. To, we will absolutely make a time to come and, and hang with y'all this summer when you're not at your shore house. You know, we can experience the Baum pool. <laughs> right, with the right chemicals. Come on over. Go swim. Here, are you yeah. related to, to L. Frank Baum? Everybody asks me that. I should probably just say yes. Just say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying one of my. Uh, uh, English professors in college asked me, "Are you related to was it? It's Frank L. Baum, right?" Yeah, I think it's L. Frank. L. Oh, Frank. Baum. Baum. I think it's Frank, Frank L. Okay. Yeah. What is? And and I said no, and I was like, "Oh, that was the biggest mistake I've made because I could have gotten such great treatment all semester." Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> There used to be a, a store at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and Roger Baum, who was Frank L. Baum's great-grandson, mm -hmm. continues to write books, and he's made some movies and stuff, kids' kids' movies. I have um, an ancestry account. I'm going to try and go back as far as I can. Let me see if I can make a relationship to him. <laughs> anyway, he, he writes these great books, and when you buy one, we've bought a ton of an MGM, you buy these books, and he'd write these very personalized notes to whoever it was for. And it was always a story about Dorothy and Oz and Toto. And I don't know, I was just looking at your name and wondering. I, yeah. And you know what? Uh, those are great, great, great gifts. They are. Honest to goodness. I mean, I- If you want, I'll I'll write one for you and I'll, I'll, I'll sign your book. I as think the, uh, thing, you got uh, Cancer Permanente spelled differently. And I think the only thing I got are the bloody vendors. Bloody well, apparently there was I've I've decided I'm now the great 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 grand nephew of Frank Elbaum. Oh my god, how cool would that be? Go ahead and disprove it. Go ahead and disprove it. I dare you. You know what? We did this whole thing on ancestry.com and um You did? Yeah, I mean my my family's done this, so one of, I found out that one of my good friends who lives in Washington, who's now she's now in Utah, she and my husband are cousins, like third cousins, and she connected me with all because I put I posted a picture on Facebook of somebody that her grandmother used to live with, you know, took, lived with this family. Anyway, she gave me this whole list of all these people that that Rob is related to. It's amazing. Okay. My husband's related to Henry VIII, Barack Obama. Wow. Um, he's related to Tom Hanks. I mean, it's like all this, so. You probably are related. I probably. You know what? We'll just say I am. From now on, I'm just going to say yes to that question. All right. So why don't you bring us home on that on that note that 
Jason is related to Kaiser Permanente sure. Medical Center. And maybe uh, on the next podcast, we could talk about, um, I was thinking about private label because I don't know if you heard, but Target posted like crazy numbers on their private label. And they're one of several large companies that we know made a huge vested. uh, uh, They do it so well. Target does private label so well. And all these big companies are trying. Um, They've seemed to be very successful. So I'd be interested to get your thoughts on that for the next one. Let's let's do that. And let's do personal pricing all together on that. So we'll do those two things. And I think... Yeah, and because I know that George Ann and I, and I know Jason, you will be too, uh, highly opinionated about personal pricing. Sounds good. Interesting thing that's All coming right. up. Jason, All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retail Adventures Podcast with Kaiser Bender and Baum. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll see you on the next one. Be sure to download us everywhere podcasts are available. And subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs>